0: Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, at the 40. Drink it in, 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 man.
1: Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep Got a Man out there, Enzo. Caught. Touchdown to Cordylera,
0: Marvin Jones.
1: Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Never! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in uh. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what is going on? It is a Wednesday. We are here talking all things Detroit Lions and drinking up some Honolulu Blue. You know how we do. Drink it in, man. Absolutely. And uh, I'm I'm just excited. We got another big show. I mean, we are close to free agency. We're going to dive into it. We're going to talk about approach, where the Lions are at with their money, maybe some free agents versus some draft positions where they want to look. I want to throw some names at you. We got so much to do. But before we do that, I got to introduce... Aaron is back on the show. He had his debut show a few weeks ago, basically the show after Matt Stafford was traded, basically the biggest show ever here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, and he's back to talk Lions this week. So I'm excited to
0: have him. Aaron, how are you doing this week? I am good, man. Happy to be back. Uh, surprised you brought me back on after the uh, the Dwayne Haskins and uh, <laughs> yeah, a little slip up. Thanks, for, th- thanks to Arthur for catching that on on twitter appreciate that man shout out to arthur <laughs> you, you gotta sh-
1: shout out arthur that's hard to say right in a row and like you say hey man it was your rookie debut you made a few mistakes but hey you made me laugh we got into it a little bit i had to call you out on a couple things That's kind of what i do on the show so i mean you've heard me say this before here on the show aaron we don't have time to mess around there's too much to talk about <laughs> so let's dive right into right. it and I thought I'd hit you with something right off the right off the get go that that I didn't tell you about. We haven't talked about, but I got breaking news here on the show. I got big news. Are you ready for this?
0: Oh, for sure. Hit me with it. Throw me off. But all right, let's do it.
1: This is this is big breaking news here on the Kool Aid Cast about Kenny Galladay.
0: Oh, what do you got for me?
1: I mean, this is big. Free agent news about Mister Galladay. Uh, do, you, do you want me to just get to it or what?
0: Yeah, I'm. I haven't been following anything today. I've I've been busy all day. So if you've got Galladay news, please smack me in the face with it. Man, I
1: cannot wait to do so. So Aaron, I'm here to tell you that I have it on good authority that Kenny Galladay will be. A free agent in 2021 in our fantasy football league because I am here to say that I am nominating Kenny Galladay in our fantasy football league as a free agent in our free agent auction. And I'm taking out the scrub that is known as Tevin Coleman. Breaking news here on the show, and I throw everybody for an okey-doke right off the top. We don't know if Kenny's getting franchised, if he's going to be a free agent. But in our ESPN league that you brag about all the time, he will be a free agent. So there you go. There's my pick right off the bat.
0: So you're just going to break my heart and then make my day all at the same time? And you just threw off my entire strategy going into that draft, by the way. Exactly. I thought
1: you'd like that. So if everybody, which I'm sure you guys don't know, but you've heard us talk fantasy football here on the show, we're in the process of getting ready for our free agent auction. And today was my day to sub out a guy or add a guy. And I was like, let me wait till the show. Let me do this live on the show. And let me mix it up with Kenny for the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. So Kenny will now be in the auction. We'll be able to bid on him. We'll see if he ends up on my team, which is aptly named Detroit Kool-Aid, or will he be on AB couch coach who came in amazing second place last year, which was the number one undisputed losing spot. I mean, pretty fired up to come in second, aren't you?
0: Hey, you know, second is uh, a lot better than where you finished. I'm just going to throw that out there. I've heard you blame injuries several times. That's all cute and everything. We know it wasn't injuries. We just know I just smacked you around. It wouldn't have mattered whether your, your full squad was there or not.
1: All right, well, we'll see what happens in 2021. We'll see if Kenny ends up on either of our teams. And I just thought that'd be fun to do off the top. So that that was my little uh, gimmick here off the top. There's no breaking news yet about Kenny on the Detroit Lions, but it should be coming soon in regards to will they tag him? Will they just let him walk into free agency? We'll probably get into that here either on this show or, or shows coming up. But Aaron, uh, let's get down to real business right now. So what I wanted to ask you about is, Let's say you're the GM of the Detroit Lions. You're heading into free agency. You don't have a ton of money to spend. You're a first-time GM. you got a first-time head coach. The roster, here you go, Matt Derry from Lockdown Lions, is a tire fire. (laughs) I mean, this is a rough roster. What's your general approach? I don't want to talk players yet. I don't want to talk money necessarily. I want to talk about what's your approach heading into March 17th, less than two weeks away.
0: Ooh, uh, well, I think the most important thing that they need to do is uh, they got to back the garbage truck up. Is the primary thing they really got to get a lot of that dead, just that nasty cap. We got we got to get some cap space because we don't have a lot of cap space. We got to back that garbage truck up, start tossing people in there, and actually make some room to be able to make some kind of legitimate moves. I'm not I'm not expecting, and I and I personally wouldn't make any big name signings just yet. Not I don't think this year is the year for that. Um, so I think I would hold out on those for next year, but I think I'd bring in a lot of potential, you know what I mean? Like a lot of lower salary, prove it year deals, and then kind of go from there. I don't think it's the year where we want to go signing any big scale contracts, bringing in big name players and winding up in the same terrible cap space or situation we're in right now. Interesting. Now,
1: I gotta call you out, which I think I did what, a few weeks ago, and I'll continue to do when you come here on the show. But y- you used the dumpster gimmick last time, and we had fun with that. I mean, is this going to be a go-to for you here on the show?
0: For, for the Lions, after Matt Patricia was here, absolutely, because it's, <laughs> it's it's not necessarily a gimmick. It's uh, it's kind of an awful truth at this point. It just it, it needs to happen.
1: I'm, I'm with you, but I was looking over the roster. Obviously, I've defended this roster in the past. I still think there's some players that needed new coaching, need a new vibe, new swagger. I think there's still some guys worth saving, but you know, I agreed with you that before, and I agree now. There's definitely some some cuts that need to be made. There's also that, that sense, like you said, to sort of wait and see, don't need to dive in and get anybody too big. Um, we'll get into that as we get through the show, but you brought me to the whole um, kind of that who do we cut? Who do we not? Money factors. So let's get into that right now. I'm uh, on spot track right now And the Lions. I mean, gosh, $19 million dead cap with Matt Stafford moving on. You got the big Jared Goff number here at the top of the screen. Based on the 180 million the lions really don't have you know a ton of money if any you know I've heard you I've heard it floated, you know 6 million 10 14 million is kind of where they're at Like really what i'm seeing here is they're, you know at sea level or a little below with not much to go on But we can change that with some cuts so rather than get into their current situation Let's just say they, they don't have barely if any money to spend right this second But what I thought I'd do is put aaron put you to the test and, and, and again put you in the gmc and let's start cutting some fools and see what kind of money we can save so you know this roster upside down and sideways Let let's start cutting some players give me a name we'll cut them and let's see what we can save here on our cap
0: no we're, we're gonna have some money derek we're gonna have some serious money left over all right uh first name right off the top desmond trufant bye Oh yeah. Bye bye bye. Get, <laughs> true, get them get him out of here. True <laughs> True
1: True is gone. Uh it's true it's true, but I heard you know uh Dan Campbell and Holmes step to the podium and what they said about True Font seemed like you know uh, yeah, they can move on money-wise, but if they think that he can help the young pups, I could see him staying another year. But you just saved $6.2 bucks letting go of Desmond Trufant. So um, that was a good chuck in the dumpster by you. Saves us some dough. Who else we got? Let's just move down this, roster. Let's trim it up a little
0: bit. Well, let's just stick right to defense here. Uh, Justin Coleman, bye. All right, we're going to get rid of Justin Coleman, that slot corner that Bob Quinn paid
1: over $9 million that I thought would be a good move. And he's come and he's been very hit or miss, a lot more miss than I would like. But sometimes his numbers are halfway decent. That would be a $4.9 million savings there, letting go of Justin
0: Coleman. No, no, no. See, you got to be rude about it. See, you're, you're, you're being very nice about it. I'm going to be rude about it. I'm going to wait and cut this dude after June 1st so he has a hard time finding another team, and I'm going to save $9 million is what I'm going to do because NFL is a cutthroat game. It is what it is. Sorry. You, you he, can wait. You're a lion. You're excited until June 1st. Then bye. You're gone.
1: He, he's a $9 million savings after June 1? I don't have
0: that up in front of me. Yep, $9 million after June 1st.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Let them sit there. Hell, What do I care? <laughs> um, exactly. We'll we'll, uh, we'll see. We're trying to save some pennies. So uh, like I said, I'm, I'm talking about cutting right now before we get to March 17th, who, who else are we putting off this team or, or who are you considering as GM of the
0: Lions? Oh, so you want, you want immediate cuts. See, I've, I've been being methodically evil about this whole thing, doing my <laughs> Dr. Evil laugh and letting people go after June 1st. Uh, but if you want somebody else to, uh, to cut, you know, before June 1st, I'm going to go with, uh, Nick Williams. Bye. Nick Williams. We'll see. Ya. Anybody, <laughs>
1: everybody's. In-
0: <laughs> I got that laugh too, which is always my
1: personal favorite. Uh, let's see, let's get rid of Nick Williams here. Where I'm at here on the sheet. I think that's going to save us around 5 million bucks. Let's see what comes up. Nick Williams is going to hit 4.7. Yep. We'll see you later. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Who else? <laughs>
0: rather you didn't come but thanks anyways. Uh you got to have somebody play I, football. Come on, AB Couch coach. No, we don't we, we'll start over. We can we can get a couple of kids from Pee Wee football and throw them out there. It's all good. All right. Uh so so this is going to be another I I have to throw this name out there, Derek. I know it's going to break your heart. It's just you're going to be destroyed by this one. I know Uh-oh. you've loved this guy. We've been back and forth about it on Twitter. Uh, and I'm going to go post June first on him. But Jesse James you're not an outlaw at all. You're just a <laughs> turd. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> oh man. That, that is a tough one for me. I mean, all these shows where I come on and sing his praises and go on and on about how fast and athletic the guy is, or maybe I come on here every week and call him a big, hot pile of steaming garbage and one of the worst signings of all time that like i said i readily agree when they first signed him i tried to drink some kool-aid as i often do and say, eh, you don't know no he's, he's a young tight end he's 6'6 six, six. i mean maybe he'll be good yeah he was not good he was the absolute opposite of good i mean I probably have eight million sound bites for him, but this one would probably be one of the better ones for me to poop on. (laughs) We'll see you, Jesse James, you (laughs) piece of crap. Literally with that sound drop. Who else we got? Let's keep this moving.
0: Uh, All right. So let's uh, I got to throw Danny Shelton under the bus, too. Bye Shelton young dude. He came in here.
1: Good attitude, play decent football, but he's going to save us 4 million. Get rid of him right now. I think he's got to go. We're not trying to play big nose, 330 some pound, I'm trying to get some penetration, some pass rush, please. So
0: yeah, I agree. He's got to go too. yeah, we can't have these guys that want to stop at the taco stand on the way to the quarterback. We got to, we got to get a little speed on this team. No doubt. <laughs>
1: who else are we cutting
0: Christian Jones out of here but also again post June 1st cuz that's a 3.7 million cap savings i don't know what nice. they were doing with that extension dude doesn't really do anything i mean it was kind of pathetic to see the the twitter feed come across and say the lions gave him an extension bye you're gone i i,
1: I like you bringing the knowledge i like you with these with these numbers you got in front of you i mean again Christian Jones fit the fit the mold of every other linebacker that Matt Pat and Bob Quinn tried to bring in, which again, back in the day, I thought, ah, you know, stopping the run. They like these big guys. I I did find out slow as molasses. I mean, make the simple play, but never can make the splash play. So, I mean, basically all these guys that we've cut so far. I mean, if I was the coach of the GM, I'd probably say this to a lot of these guys.
0: I pity myself that I got to be with these fools.
1: Thank you, Mister T. I I do in the past, but not moving forward because we're getting rid of these guys. We're cleaning house here. Let's get a few more names in here. I know we got more things to cut. Let's go a little rapid fire. Who else we get? Are we getting rid of any offensive players or no?
0: Oh yeah, okay. Let, let, let's start with uh, with Chase Daniel. Bye. What are you doing? What are you What are you doing here? I don't understand what he's doing here and and why we gave him a decent sized contract to be here. We could have we could have picked up Connor Cook. No, oh, get out of here for a. We could have, we could have given somebody a food truck for Connor cook. And instead we're, we're going to pay chase Daniel over $3 million a year to play football.
1: That was Matt Stafford's boy, man. They were going to have this kumbaya in the old quarterback room and we're just going to, you know, be buddies. And somehow that was going to help the football team. We saw how that worked out. Here's what I don't understand. So we're cutting all these people. We're talking about all the savings that we're getting, you know, 2.3 there for chase Daniel, booting him off the team. Like, What I don't understand is like as I'm cutting these, you know, we're making Jesse James go from 6.4 to 4.2. So we're paying all these guys money to just go away. Like I just, I'm never a big fan of that unless it's just, you know, as we've stated with some of these guys, they just straight up can't play. I think sometimes the NFL gets a little crazy with their money where they're just sort of like, oh, this saves this much. Like, but how much are you still paying them because you signed them for four more years? That money's got to go somewhere. You don't get a hundred percent refund. This isn't get out of jail free and monopoly with some of these guys.
0: Exactly. And see, and that's, that's where I wish that, uh, they kind of just step up and look at it from more of an accounting standpoint and, and just be like, okay, well that's, that's dead money. It's, it's sunk costs. It's never, never going to come back regardless. So it is what it is. I mean, I sometimes I, I don't like the way that the Lions feel obligated to hang on to players just because that they've got, you know, future dead money because of it. I mean, move on. He sucks. You're you're taking up a roster spot for somebody that's actually going to play the game.
1: That's what they're going to have to do is sort of balance between – you know, money savings, you know, still having to put a roster out of there, warm bodies, but also, hey, we'll just cut this guy. We'll eat the money because we can go put a better guy in for cheaper that will actually make play. So with all that being said, can we just get to Jamie Collins already and just cut him? I, I'm done with it. I've heard a bunch of people. Oh, he's he's pretty good. We like him. You know, he's, he's not that horrible. We we'll keep him like he isn't even going to save us any money. I just want him off the team.
0: Yeah, it's it's exactly like you said basically if if they wait until after june 1st it's it's two million in savings uh but he's still got to go i mean i just it, sure 9.3 million in, in dead money whatever at least we're gonna put a body out there that can actually play football because this guy can't clearly <laughs>
1: the, the only reason like i said i just i just press to get rid of him and and like it's gonna be a minus you know 300k at this point so it's not a savings of any sort like my thing is i could guess i he could stay because we're in this um, state of just rebuilding the roster and and whatnot but like I say, if you were able to get a good quality linebacker, I don't want him learning under Jamie Collins, which is a an athletic guy who showed me last year that he's just going through the motions. Sometimes he'll make a play. Most of the time he won't. That's what I'm talking about, about cleaning up the roster. Because, hey, Jamie Collins, I got a special guest here that wants to say a little something to you. His name is Herm Edwards. Hey, Jamie Collins, listen up, man.
0: Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win.
1: Thank you, Herm. And and we played a win. (laughs) There was not a down where I thought Jamie Collins was doing everything he could to win games for the Detroit Lions. He was putting it all on the line. I don't know how many times I had to watch the guy run 40 percent speed across the middle while guys are just running wide open in front of him. So that's one of those, like you said, money or otherwise, like I just ready to get rid of him. Any any other big ones? I mean, I've got a few others that we can talk about, but any other big we got? This guy's got to go on the tip of your tongue there.
0: I got one. And, and do you remember back when we we brought in Amir Abdullah in the draft and everybody's all excited, like, oh, this guy's legit. And then after a couple of years, you've gone. Oh, yeah. And I, and then I thought, oh, carry on Johnson. Our answer. No, nope, bye. You're gone, too. Keep watching Game of Thrones and playing video games and talking about that on Twitter. Instead of talking about how you can't run a football and you can't stay healthy, you're oh, blocking running back. Get out of here. You're gone. <laughs>
1: You're just you're just bringing the heat today, Aaron. You're right. I'm right there with you. I think I've said it on a previous show. I was a big supporter of Carry On. He passed my eye test early, but in the last two to three years, especially the last year or two, the guy's totally failed the I love football test. The I I'm an actual gritty, grimy player. He's just a. A guy going through the motions, a guy that wants to just say goofy stuff online. He wants to be the media darling. And like you said, how about you run and get us a couple first downs? How about you hang on to the football on screen passes? How about you not fumble on the one-yard line against the Kansas City Chiefs and cost us football games? How about that? And, oh, here's another thought. How about you either take that knee brace off or leave it on and go – go find another occupation I mean this guy yeah. I'm ready right with you I can go find anybody else that can run the football I think it's going to give me more than carry on and everybody out there listening don't give me that the best pass protecting guy in the league you don't think I could find another back of any sort that can pass block I mean if he could do other things I would throw that in there but when he's just a basic you know extra blocker I mean yeah that's that's not worth it to me not not at all and like I said we're not even saving much he's point. Point doesn't make much money but it's just one of those guys we've seen enough we had enough
0: yeah and it, and also it's one of those things where and i and i know you're not like a huge advocate for stats and all that and, and past stats but i got a past stat that i think you're gonna like um so last year carry on actually had uh more runs to chick-fil-a than he did runs <laughs> in a football game so but- that, that's that's coming from
1: like that that's just about as good as a PFF stat. That's just as reliable. We can document that as truth right now. That that is what has happened. I mean, gosh,
0: that that he, sounds about right to me. It's all he talks about. It's a, it's either Game <laughs> of Thrones, Twitter, or it's a, on Twitter. It's either Game of Thrones, Chick Fil A, or video games. Exactly. No, dude, if you're gonna play a video game, go play Madden. I'm not saying that. Football players need to stick just to football, especially in the <laughs> off season. But when you're getting kicked around and you're constantly injured and you can't run a football, don't say anything to me other than football because I'm sick of you.
1: <laughs> but let, let's get two things out of the way. He has a hot girlfriend who is now pregnant. Good luck to them with the kid. We'll give him that. <laughs> and uh, and Chick-fil-A is straight up legit. I mean, I don't know if you've had the the chicken sandwich or if you've made a visit or two, but, I mean, it it is straight up money in the bank
0: never never tried it there's not one anywhere near me oh so my goodness. on top Maybe- of it all i'm je- I'm jealous of his chick-fil-a trips so <laughs> therefore he's got to go just because of that just because i'm <laughs> jealous he's had it and i haven't you're jealous of his chick-fil-a or his chick or or both because you
1: can make a run to grand rapids for the chicken sandwich uh the other part probably not so much
0: yeah, no, just just the sandwich. My my <laughs> chick is my chick's cooler. My my wife's cooler. I'm oh, I'm, yes. I'm almost I'm almost positive. I
1: happily married the man here talking to the bachelor here uh, on the other end of the line. But uh yeah, like you say, Carry-on's got to go as well. So so we made some cuts. You've you've up to this point saved them 24 in cap space just with what I'm looking at and without the June ones. 28 total in cap space. Aaron, I did this exercise earlier. I got rid of the guys we've talked about. Plus, uh, let's see who else I had on here. Joe Dahl, Geronimo, Allison. Uh, Carrion had to go. Baudin had to go. Victor Bolden had to go. Some of these other no-names. Russell Bodine, John Atkins, who sat out last year. Tommy Kennedy can go back and play lacrosse. David Blau, I've seen enough. (laughs) So I I got him up to 33 in cap space. Total savings of 37 with some of the cuts I made. And like I say, I played that little bit of the game where yeah there's other people i want to off the team but when i kind of clicked their their cut ability it either made more sense to keep them on based on the low salary they made or the low savings i was going to get so you know tried to make some of those decisions right there so i think i got it down to let's see i got it down to 35 active contracts so know could obviously trim up some of those guys at the bottom as well but wanted to leave me right around that 35 mark so they can sprinkle free agents you know the draft picks you're going to have at least you know six at this point we're probably looking at you know eight uh, or more is what i would hope for when it's all said and done but uh, I, th- I think we did good there with the cat we kind of got the lions all straightened out because like i said none to start with but easily created some space based on the uh, nice cuts that you made there and, and the work we did
0: and, and I got two things for you here. Number number one, uh, if we use the, the post-June 1st designations, like I suggested, I was already at $37 million. And number two, how are you just going to take a shot at poor $660,000 a year Tom Kennedy? <laughs>
1: because, man, I've had to hear about Tom Kennedy for how many years now? I mean, this is what the Lions do. We always joke about on the show. Oh, Andre Flewell on speed dial. All these guys that they just fall in love with and keep them on the practice squad. They keep them around Allen Park headquarters to fill up Gatorade bottles and be tackling dummies. And it's like, if you don't ever make a play or ever do anything of, sub- of substance, you got to go and I got to get rid of you. And like I say, I hear he's a tremendous lacrosse player. I mean, he probably does some... other. Other sports other than football good luck to you but he, he's got to go i gotta clear the roster spot i gotta try to find somebody with talent i don't know maybe find a seventh sixth rounder or hey here's an idea lions how about an undrafted player for once that actually can play some football
0: fair enough i just i uh, just really got me when you <laughs> if, if he's, you he's not Wes really Wilker, i don't, I don't want you <laughs> fair enough oh so it just it, Really tickled my fancy when you, when you just really <laughs> went on a little Tom Kennedy rant there for a second.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got to bring the heat. I mean, no one no one is safe here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I mean, we serve it up. Both, uh, we'll, we'll fill up your glass, you know what I'm saying? Drink it
0: in. Uh...
1: But I might have to talk trash about that ass as well. <laughs> so that's kind of, it. might be the new slogan of the show for all I know. But, uh, oh, man, we, uh, we are talking free agency all the time here on this show. I I think I need a breather right now. We got so much good stuff to get to on the back half of the show. Like I said, I want to dive into kind of where the Lions could pick those free agents, but also like where the draft might be heavy. We got some names we want to throw out positions um, that we want people to listen to, no doubt about it. And uh, yeah, we talk all about free agency after the break. So Aaron, I don't think I gave you like proper opportunity last time. Do you want to get in here with the cheap plug, maybe where they can find you on Twitter, Facebook, what all these projects you got going? I mean, you're dropping knowledge today and I I haven't had to beat you up too much yet. It's early. So you want to get anything in here before the break?
0: Yeah, I'll I'll throw out the Twitter handle. It's at abcouchcoach. That's Primarily where I do all my football talking and all that and go back and forth with people on stuff. So that's, that's the main concern I'm trying to shift over more into talking a lot more football because uh, that's, that's, that's my thing.
1: Hey, Couch Coach, where, where you been? You feel like you barely duck in on Twitter. I mean, I see you here and there. You, you obviously support the show. You, you got to bring some of this heat that you're bringing here on the show on the old Twitter machine there. You got to drop some hashtags. We got to get you, like, uh, you know, homes dropping one prides everywhere. I mean, uh, gosh, you, you, you know Benny Blade's been known to drop a one pride here again. One pride! One pride! One pride! Exactly, Benny. I mean, we got to get you more uh, t- tweeting out more stuff, man. Come on, step your game up.
0: I I, I need to for sure. I I constantly see you uh you tweeting and stuff, and I'm like, you know what, I I got to do this more. But I I'm like a silent, scary observer. I'm like that dude in the corner of the room just taking notes. I'm just I, I I just I observe, and I need to post more. I will admit that. But and and that's the plan. I do. I I I plan to start posting more on there and and tweeting and and getting some real hot takes. Hey, you're sending me the mock drafts. You gotta get
1: those out there so everybody can hate your mock drafts. Like I get all this pushback. One guy's like, I don't know why you post mock drafts. I go, well, then don't read it. <laughs> you know, like right. people, people like mock drafts. I don't know what this guy's problem was, but he just acted like it was uh, uh wrong to post it. It was like, well, well don't look or why waste a reply saying you don't like it like who cares so a bunch of people i love putting those out mondays and fridays monday at Derek okri on twitter d-e-r-e-k-o-k-r-i-e mondays i put out my straight up mock fridays we're doing a mock and we're doing some trades baby we're wheeling and dealing just like i think brad holmes will do so can't can't wait for all that um, Aaron, we're we're going to get our sponsors in here. I mean, we got Anchor Podcast, you hear about my Believe in Lions show. And I didn't plug this earlier and I meant to. You guys got to check out this Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, that's spelled B L E A V, Believe in Lions with myself and Benny Blades. I'm going to be talking to Benny Blades, the former Lions legendary safety, about what was it like to be a player heading into free agency? I know he went to a couple different teams at the back half of his career. I'm going to ask him about what was it like dealing with the Lions when it came, when his contract was up, and you know how all that worked. I'm we're going to get some great insight um, stories and insight from Benny, so I can't wait to do that. That's going to drop Thursday mornings on your favorite podcast platform. So check that out. Listen to the promo. Go check out Anchor Podcast, no doubt about it. And Aaron, when we come back, man, we're talking all things free agency. Get into it. It's been a good show so far. Let's keep this thing rolling.
0: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
1: What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Oakery of the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast, and this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors, but today I want to tell you about my other lions podcast it's called believe in lions that's spelled b-l-e-a-v on the believe podcasting network with both myself and lions legendary safety benny blades yeah you know who he is the hard-hitting safety benny blades played for the lions he also played for the u you know what it is the university of miami those miami hurricanes he mentions it multiple times the show. Benny loves to talk about his hurricanes, his lions, and I love to play the soundbite on the show. <laughs> we have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk lions. Like I said, he brings up the hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's It's a really fun show. Benny loves the lions. He tells great stories from his playing days as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe, B-L-E-A-V and Lions, with myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. Detroit Kool-Aid Drinkers, thank you so much for listening to the show. We are back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. And, and thank you so much for filling up that glass, that red solo glass. ...of Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Uh... you, you, you got to have a couple sides of cornbread. Cornbread! Cornbread! Exactly. So, let, let's go ahead and get into the back half of the show. And I want to talk to Aaron about... You know, I don't want to get too much into the draft... ...because we're still two months away. But people, we're only two months away from the NFL draft. My favorite sporting event of the year. And, but free agency comes first. And like right now, like I said... Dan Campbell,
0: Aaron, Dan freaking Campbell. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other (laughs) kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality.
1: That Dan Campbell stepped to the podium this week, uh, just recently before we got recording him and Brad Holmes. I don't know if this was their pre-free agency presser or they just felt like they wanted to meet with the media. Um, or what they were doing, but they stepped up and there's some decisions that got to be made. You know, there's some cuts. We obviously just made some cuts. You're going to hear about some Lions cuts, I think, either before you listen to the show after. And the franchise tag, I think this is the uh, last week. There's a two week window. So last week and then through this week. And we will see what they do with Kenny Galladay. Will they tag him? Will they just let him walk? Will they tag and trade him? Aaron, where are you at on that topic? What do you think the Lions will do before they actually make the move? This is where you got to have a hot take. This is where you got to call it before it happens.
0: I got to. it just seems like anymore every time you say Kenny Galladay it's like a trigger word for me now every time you say it my heart flickers because I'm all nervous but uh
1: <laughs> I had you going earlier in the show but that was just a little fun thing for the people we had to talk we, we're gonna talk some fantasy football on the show people I mean just wait till I start beating that tail of Aaron in our league and bring it bringing home championships like I did in the inaugural Detroit Kool-Aid cast league um, for all the great listeners of the show I mean gonna talk some fantasy football but yeah Kenny hasn't been decided on except for that league what do you think or what what would you do with number 19?
0: Personally, I don't like the idea of the, uh, the franchise tag. That's It's too costly. They don't have a lot of cap space to work with. So if it's me, I'm going to try to ink them to like a four-year, $80 million deal, make like $20 million of it a signing bonus, maybe work in another $5 million this year, and then spread the remainder over the next few years. That way they can still make some moves this year and not just be completely... Span with Kenny that that would basically make it like a 10 million cap hit
1: Hmm. that's that's interesting I mean I guess my thing is his, his age the team kind of flipping over like is he that I think Brad Holmes definitely called him a number one or you know Dan freaking Campbell had some really good things to say about him as well, so I think they like him a lot. I feel like they tipped their hand sort of of saying they're going to try to do what's best for the team and for Kenny Galladay, which in my opinion, that's give him the tag, which gets him jumps him from like one million dollars that he makes now up to seventeen, and then. Explore trades, especially do the old Matt Stafford talk to Kenny. Where would you like to play? Maybe who would you like to play with? Engage those teams. If you can send him somewhere he likes and they can sign him to a lucrative deal and the Lions can get back draft capital, that seems to help both sides. And the reason I like that option, like you said, I get the money portion where he's going to be that big tag number. But at the end of the day, it's a one year deal at basically less than he'd probably get on the open market for for some situations. So he just stuck with him. Well, I don't want to say stuck with him because he's been really good as a Detroit Lion. He's a really good guy off the field. And as long as he wants to be here and, and can help Jared Goff and company, I think that even if he's here and you can't move him, it's not the end of the world. I'm sure they could move money around. I mean, we just made 37 million bucks. I mean, signing Kenny, we still got a, a little bit to play with and we're not trying to sign a bunch of people in free agency anyway. So that, that'd that be the way I'd approach it. I've said it before, I'll say it again, but time's a ticking. We will see what they do. So I'm really interested in it. Well, see,
0: I, I like your idea to the extent of, if you're if you're going to, sign him to if you're going to franchise tag him and then you're going to trade him preferably at the trade deadline that way if he goes to a a needy team that's willing to kind of overpay and pay and draft capital for him but I don't know about the whole like treat him like you did Stafford and and ask him who he wants to play for thing because quite honestly in my opinion KG hasn't been here long enough to really justify going that that route I would rather just be like eh. You know, if if the Jags want them, the Jags can have them as long as they're willing to give us a first next year.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing: I'm not talking about in season. I feel like if you tag and trade, that's happening before the draft this year. I feel like that's tag him now uh um, oh, so lock okay. him up to that money and then and then put him out there to all these teams because Kenny what does he care? He just wants to play somewhere and get paid. So it's like you just put him out there now and you try to get some draft capital here this year whether it be a third and a fifth or whatever. It beefs up our capital, it sends him off and then it's another player that we did right. And like you say, we can make our receivers work. That was something else that uh, Campbell, Dan freaking Campbell, and the Holmes said as well. It's like, hey, you know, Brad Holmes said, hey, we we didn't have very good receivers in LA, and then we turned that over real quick, and then we had three real good ones all of a sudden. So it can be done. I think that's the uh, the approach I'd be taking in that situation is trying to get Kenny paid, trying to get draft capital, and trying to move this thing forward as quickly and as efficiently as they did number nine. There, it's not like we owe it to them. It's just. Sort sort. Sort of like, hey, we can help everybody out in the situation and and do it now. Not saying play, play, you know, eight games for us and then we'll move you type of thing. So we'll see what they do. I'm really curious. I think it could go any of the ways. You know, I could easily say them too. Just we hear, uh, you know, crickets as we often hear on the show. I mean, I I know I got that sound bit somewhere. I mean, it could come a few days before the deadline. You might just hear this. It might be this on the Kenny Galladay front. Just hello. Anybody out there? Hello. That might be Kenny out in the woods saying, like, uh, hey, I thought you guys were going to franchise tag me. Oh, no, I'm just going to have to go out and try to find my own money now. Okay, that might not be 17 mil when it's all said and done. But like, I didn't even mean to get on Kenny Galladay this much. I just meant to ask a question, but it's going to be a big decision for the Detroit Lions. So, Aaron. Let's talk about that mix between free agency and the draft without getting into too much draft talk. And we talked about your philosophy. Are there some positions or just some sneaky moves positionally that you would be looking for? Like, man, I can get this type of player or this type of position in free agency freeing me up to be more flexible in the draft.
0: Uh. I I like the idea of maybe picking up a couple of uh, semi-cheap wide receivers if if Galladay were to walk. And I also like the idea of picking up some free agent corners as opposed to, I mean, I I would rather get semi-young corners that we can get off the free agent pile. Like maybe ones that were projected to do great and then they didn't do so hot and everybody's thinking, okay, well, you know, time for them to go. Bring them in here on maybe, you know, a one to three year deal type thing and put them under this coaching staff, because I think this is the coaching staff where if somebody was miscoached at corner or safety, uh, this is the coaching staff that they'd probably want to go to in order to actually get better.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you on that one. I guess, like, for talking general positions, which, again, it always comes down to all about the player, both in free agency and the draft for me, but, you know, you do have to look at positions of need as well as where where are we heavy. So, in my opinion, in free agency, you know, you can sometimes find like that sneaky veteran mid-career running back or tight end. You know, those are spots that I don't feel – are that heavy in this draft. I mean, yeah, there's some running backs later, like in the fourth, fifth round, that might be interesting, but I bet you could find a nice vet too that could help out with DeAndre Swift, help him come along, be good, um, tight end, as well as I like your idea about cornerbacks. I feel like the Lions have two young pups, but it'd really be nice to get a couple of vets that, hey, maybe they just want that, that second or third contract they're willing to kind of play that depth role. They're willing to bring these guys along and same with the D line and even maybe a veteran safety. That's better than Daron Harmon ended up being. I mean, I had high hopes for Daron Harmon. He made a couple plays early and then man, did he let me down? I remember him getting toasted, roasted and extra crispy a few times. And it was like, man, this guy can't play. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like we gave up a f- fifth rounder, I think for him and like say, he's probably not going to be on this roster moving forward. So, Like I I like all those positions you mentioned as well as some on the offensive side of the ball, even like an interior guard that has some experience that might just plug in there on the right side and then you don't have to worry about it. I think the Lions can be really strategic of kind of plugging, you know, three, four holes really well, not spending a ton of money and then really opening themselves up for the draft.
0: I agree. And I, and I'd rather have them, back and acquire more draft capital and then have the money there to pay for those new contracts that they get from the draft personally i don't like the idea like i mean i've heard a lot of people say oh go out and get you know hassan reddick or go out and you know all these really big name guys and it's like all right yeah but then you're i mean what you can't pay people with sticks of gum you know what i mean you gotta exactly. these people are expecting some some good money is that we can't run out and grab von miller and and melvin ingram and leonard williams and just bring everybody here it's it's not how it works
1: i did hear the name melvin ingram recently and uh, i think it was either pff or some organization was placing guys and i was like man i've always liked melvin ingram as a player and if he'd come here for like you said we just made a bunch of those cuts let's say we could get him for eight to ten on like a two-year to me he's like a he'd be a nice impact piece on defense, but I'm right there with you. Like I'm totally going into this year with you no know, expectations of like, we got to have this guy. We got to have that guy. got to spend this. We got to get these filled. It's kind of like, for me, I just like to see some really strategical moves guys that have some upside younger players people with juice people that can do special things and just see if they work out here in Detroit rather than going and getting the vet that's over the hill or you know some people get so stuck like on Twitter and whatnot of like we gotta get a linebacker we gotta get it's just like but if there's not any good linebackers in free agency I'm not just gonna go get one to get one you know I'm going to go look at other avenues to acquire, whether it's trade, draft, whatever it may be. So the Lions just have to be smart, get good guys for their big plan, which isn't always about right now. And that's what free agency is for most teams. We got to do this right now. We got to get this right now. We got to get it over the hump right now. The Lions aren't there in any of those situations. So they can just go in free and clear, and we'll see what they do.
0: For sure. And if I hear another person say the name Todd Gurley to me, I'm going to throw up. I just I'm gonna, <laughs> I want to throw that out there because – it's not going to happen, people. Let it go. Like Some people get so unrealistic about some of the stuff, and it's like, that's not going to happen. Just stop. Honestly, just stop. It's not happening a player that cost me
1: last year in fantasy in the league. We've been talking about a guy that I still thought had a little juice was going to play well in Atlanta, but he did. (laughs) He did make me very happy when I was in the ATL at the stadium (laughs) and I got to see Todd Gurley fall in the end zone on one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen in the game of football. Hey, Pac-Man, what'd you think about that play by Gurley? It was a bad decision. Period point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. Oh, I agree. Pac-Man, that was just as bad as you being in the script club. Oh, my goodness. But uh, <laughs> that uh, Ty Gurley is done. I think I can agree with you on that. And like say, that's not yeah. a type of player the Lions need. All right, let's do this. We made you the GM a couple times. Let's put you back in the GM seat. I know you got some names. I got a few names here of people that I think I'd like. Now, again, we're not going to break it down and just take random guesses of who the Lions like up, down, and left, and sideways. But let's give some people some names to consider, maybe some fits that might work in our humble opinion, and go from there. So give the people a few names, positions that you got.
0: Well, I'm going to start right out with a very, very unpopular opinion. And I know, I know, there's going to be people that are like, oh, "This is such a stupid idea. Why would you even say that?" But the first thing I'm going to say is, let's bring back Jared Davis on like a one-year prove-it deal, just because he's he's not going to cost any money. Nobody wants Jared Davis. He's been an absolute fire, fire as Matt Derry would say. So let's bring him back and give him a new coaching staff and see what he can do. Because I, I honestly think, I mean, he was a high, he was a high pick for a reason. I think the skill is potentially there but we might as well be the ones to find out with a better coaching staff that don't run around with pencils in their ears and pretend that they know everything
1: you know what the coaches need to do with jared davis is just get him focused i mean the guy's a hard worker the guy has athletic talent and skill let's just take some of the thinking out so i think aaron glenn we just need to go up to Jared Davis and say this. Know your role and shut your mouth. And go make the tackle. <laughs> go crush someone and stop thinking so damn much. I'm with
0: you. Let's bring back Jared Davis. I like it. So another one I got for you. And in, in this one, I, I, I'm i sure some people would be on board. Some people might not even, even really some people probably don't think this guy can do anything because he just kind of sat the bench the past couple of years. Uh, Curtis Samuel. I say we bring Curtis Samuel in on like a three-year deal. That, that He's he's so fast. He's such a baller. He, he's so good. Curtis Samuel is way better than he was ever given credit for in Carolina, and it just blows my mind that he's going to be a free agent because I, I, I think that's a contract that anybody should jump on. He's going to be cheap because he didn't get a lot of playing time. He served as more of a wide receiver three. But I I honestly think he has the skill set to be a a wide receiver one, especially if Galladay's gone. I
1: like Curtis Samuel as a player. I like that target. There's one thing I don't like about him, though, Aaron. You want to know what that is? Let's hear it. It might be the school he went to. Hey, listen, Ohio State sucks. (laughs) Classic Jim Rome bit that uh, I think that was oh. Lendale White, everybody, and some crazy reporter with one of the funnier laughs um, that I've ever heard. Almost as good as this laugh. Anybody, <laughs> everybody's in <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Fun with the soundboard. Hey, l- let me jump in here with a couple names. I like the names you threw out. Jared Davis, Curtis Samuel. I like it. This is a name that I've heard kind of actually projected to the Lions. It's somebody that – In my years, the last, gosh, I don't even know how many years we've been doing it, where we actually make the picks on the clock. This was a guy I took years ago for the Lions. He's balled out everywhere he's been. His name is Desmond King. Safety cornerback slot, played out with the Chargers, then was traded to the Titans, I believe, played there. Still young, very versatile piece. I would love to see them go decently, you know, a decent contract on a guy like Desmond King who can bring, you know, everything that some of these other guys that we cut here early in the show can bring, plus a lot more, just a good guy, good football player across the board. I'd love to see Desmond King um, with a Detroit Lions uniform. And then you hit on some, uh, you hit on receiver, linebacker. I mean, I'm, I'm just really focused for some reason on finding that compliment for Swift. And, like, I was on this show and on Believe in Lines with Benny Blades often saying this, Adrian, um, when he was balling out. And then towards the end of the year, it turned into Adrian. Um, so I think he's done. I feel like Adrian Peterson's a guy that, yeah, he might go play somewhere and he might say he wants to be in Detroit. He's got some financial issues going on, but I feel like they just need to find that sweet spot for running back and like running backs don't get paid in the NFL. So like, Logan Deer from Sports Illustrated was on this show and he hit me with a name that I was like, man, I wanted him actually a couple years ago. He went to Chicago. He didn't play that well. And then he went down to the Panthers, played really well when there was an injury. Mike Davis to me is a guy that feels like a Detroit guy to me and somebody that could come in and make some plays. So he intrigues me. It's kind of like that guy. He's not going to want to be the top guy. He does some things well, though, both passing, catching and running and doing some different things. And then I wrote a, a mystery name down at running back, too. I want to see if this guy gets any money or gets any respect in the league. Marlon Mack is falling off the map. He feels like he's just going to be out of Indy. Everybody acts like he's a horrible football player. When this guy gets the football he's put up good numbers and he's just one of those guys can he stay healthy so I don't know that he fits what the Lions are doing but let's say Brad Holmes likes him some Marlon Mack could you get him in here on a decent deal and get that two-person punch in the backfield? that'd be interesting to me
0: let's see the name the two names you just named are the only two names that I've actually been interested at running back in free agency (laughs) because I think both of them the talents there for sure like you said with uh with Marlon Mack, you got to worry about the injury concerns. Uh, Mike Davis just kind of being a journeyman, but the dude is good. He filled in for McCaffrey and, and tore it up quite a bit. And Marlon Mack, it's just like they, they brought in Jonathan Taylor, and I thought, you know, oh, they got a nice one two punch now. And it was just kind of like, nah, Marlon Mack's not our one two punch. So he, he's gone. And I think either one of those guys, if you can get him for the right price and free agency, I think it's a really good compliment to Swift. I want Swift to still get a decent amount of the workload, but. It's a nice uh, nice change of pace back for sure. Exactly. They're going to have to find that mix with Swift, but also don't baby
1: him. Get him the football. So that's funny, everybody. We, we Again, we don't talk about this stuff before the show. We hit that record button, and whatever happens, happens. So me and Aaron had not talked about that, and we had the two same names at, at RB, and I also like the names he threw out, both at linebacker and wide receiver. So, Aaron, let's hit the people with a couple of their quick ones, some other names just to think about. So who else you got?
0: Uh. The- so, all right, I'll throw out uh, Alex Anzalone to replace Christian Jones at linebacker because if we try to replace all of our linebackers um, out of the draft, it's we're going to have to spend every one of our draft picks on linebackers because they all suck. So getting rid of all those guys, uh, I'd say bringing Alex Anzalone uh, on like a one-year, $2 million deal, I think he's got some juice left. I think he's he could be a, a good presence on that defense. And it's, it's kind of like a one year prove it deal, you know, bring him in and, and let him just call, kind of ball out. I know everybody's going to be irritated because he's got the New England ties and we thought we were done with New England ties, but is what hold it on. is. I think he's hold got. On, hold on. More...
1: I, I don't want Arthur to beat you up. So there's a couple of things. I know the player you're talking about, and it's Anzalone. So, Alex Anzalone. I I don't know why I said it like Italian just a minute ago, but Anzalone is how it said. So, we don't want Arthur to kill you on that. And this is a... This is... um, I'm pretty sure he's been with the Saints his whole career. I don't know that he has New England ties, so but he is a Fabio Dan, Dan Campbell looking linebacker that, um, you know, they would, they would be able to share the same hairstylist back in the day. And like I said, I kind of like him as a player as well, a little bit under the radar, kind of one of those meat and potatoes guys. And I know that we're going to see some Rams, some saints, (laughs) some uh, guys from Philly, some of these players, it was even mentioned in their press conferences that, yeah, if those guys are fits or they know something about them. Yeah. You're going to see those guys with lions uniforms. I just hope it doesn't get out of hands so alex anzalone i wouldn't mind it maybe he's got something in the tank maybe you know campbell knows something that we don't so i like that i just had to fix you up there before uh t- twitter gets after you
0: at maybe uh, couch maybe Coach. maybe i was thinking of a different guy when i was when i was jotting this down and taking my notes and doing my research but i mean i, I could have sworn the guy had new england ties i guess i'm wrong there
1: I don't think so. I mean, I I know he's definitely been down in New Orleans and uh and I think that's where he got picked up originally, but like I said, I could be wrong as well. It has happened on the show very rarely, but from time to time. So, who who else you got?
0: Uh give me Jordan Lewis to replace uh Desmond Trufant.
1: Okay. I mean, a little I mean, little Michigan homer played, move there.
0: Yeah, played played for Michigan. Bring and
1: again, like like
0: I said, a lot of, a lot of the guys that I'm bringing in Go ahead. I just got to give you the music too. <laughs> it startled me. Yeah. I, it, it just, uh, completely wasn't expecting it. I'm like, I'm like, you gotta going be on ready for
1: mind. the soundboard. What are you, some rookie on the show? It's your second time. You know, I'm dropping bombs from the soundboard. That's why people listen to this great show.
0: Got, to, got it. just working my way in. I just completely <laughs> threw me off guard. Uh, yeah, he's got the Michigan ties. I, I think he's a good replacement for Desmond Trufant. As soon as we get him out of here, um, yeah, and like I said, I, I think we're gonna be doing a lot of one-year deals just just to get bodies in here while we're working to you know use some draft capital next year.
1: All right, Interesting. Um, a couple of names I had, again, these aren't, you know, digging the bottom of the barrel, but names people have probably heard about. I mean, I really like Josh Reynolds as a receiver option. Guy's rate, uh, about ready to kind of be in the prime of his career. He's never really been an opportunity to get the football. He's coming from L.A. there. You know, he's going to want to be a, a more integral piece. He'd come here and easily be a number two, in my opinion. Um, three at worst, and and as everybody knows, we need bodies at the receiver position. So that's somebody I wrote down. I got got Romeo Okwara on my list. I mean, I feel like this is a guy that everybody has written out of town. His brother plays here. Um, I don't see Romeo Okwara going out on the free agent market and getting bonanza bucks. I feel like he'd go out there and get a marginal market of like, yeah, a decent young pass rusher, but the guy's 24, 25 years old. He's had two out of three good seasons here with the Lions. He finally looks like he's turned it on and to be a kind of a pass rush specialist. And the Lions coaches have already said, we're going to cut him loose and let him rush the passer instead of, you know, hey, play tough on the edge, hold the edge, play good run defense. No, let this guy come in on third down and kill quarterbacks. So I wouldn't mind him coming back based on price tag and and as you said earlier we don't have unlimited funds i get it but we make all those cuts of the bums we talked about and give romeo what he seems to deserve especially at a nice age at a premier position like defensive end and let him go hunt i'd be about it so don't send this guy to town right now everybody like see what they do with him
0: yeah i I couldn't agree with you more there he's actually number two on my list outside of bringing galladay back was bringing Oquara back because I think there's a lot more juice left there I, I think you could probably get him for like 20 million over three years and I think you could spread it nicely to where it doesn't really affect us all that much plus he's gonna I mean brothers just naturally have that that competitive side to him and and with his brother being here I think you might even be able to get him at even cheaper than 20 million just to keep him here because his brother's here you know what I mean so it's I I, I would like for them to bring him back quite a bit
1: Here's the thing with, like, this is my question to you, and I'll do it in sound bites. Is is Julian Okwara this? Oh, ho, ho, woo! Or this? <laughs> I, I feel like in his rookie year, he was definitely the latter, and, and I feel like in the future, he could definitely be Rod Allen. Oh, ho, ho, woo! Legendary. Rod Allen, one of the greatest announcers of all time. Like, I I feel like this kid needs to really turn it on. He took him in the top of the third round. He has pass rush ability. He had injuries, but even when he wasn't injured, I didn't see much of anything from this guy. And this was a guy that I said before that draft, you could maybe get him at a good value and team up with his brother. That's what Bob Quinn does. And now Bob Quinn's making me personally look bad, which I take offense to uh, aside from all the bad moves he made in free agency in the draft. Now he's making me look bad. He's putting my GM name on, 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 on blast. I, I'm not a fan of that. So Julian O'Quara, step your game up. I know I got that sound bite somewhere, but I can't find it right now. And, and let's get your brother back here and let's, let's attack quarterbacks. Let's play some defense. Let's cut him loose like an outside pass rusher instead of whatever he was doing last season. Brutal.
0: Yeah. And I, I think he'll, he'll definitely be uh, i I'm, I'm not going to try to do the soundbite, but I, I think he'll definitely step it up for sure. In, in year two, I think he'll, he'll step it up quite a bit. And, and I, again, I think he had completely wrong coaching staff. You know what I mean? It's, that's a lot of it has to do with coaching staff. You can't bring a young guy into immediately get screamed at like you, you know what I mean? It just it doesn't work. It's like screaming at a three year old for not hitting the ball off the tee. It doesn't. It just doesn't make sense to him. It's completely different. No matter what position you're in, some positions are harder than others. But he'll he'll definitely step it up for sure. Jeff Okuda also wasn't too hot in year one, and I expect him to step it up too.
1: Yeah, he's got to. I mean, I think that's the big thing. Well, you you know me. I drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. I try to be positive on this team, try to pump up the fan base. But, you know, it's come to bite me a few times where I'm, like, overly optimistic on these guys that after a couple years you just see can't play for whatever reason or always hurt. I don't want Aquara or Okuda or Tracy or A.O. I mean, O. Oh. Baby. Oh, baby. I don't want him or those guys to fall into that category, but got to show me something. I saw nothing from Julian. Obviously, we saw nothing from Cornell. We saw nothing from. you know some of these other players that we've taken highly you can't have the number 3 pick be like the 118th best corner in football we just can't have that so these guys better bounce back and bounce back quick and that's what could really propel this team because i think a lot of people are just looking at saying we got no talent we know nothing what if julian oquara plays like he did in college what if Jeff Okuda plays 80% like he did at Ohio State, where he just locks up people and nobody can beat him deep, and he's just a shutdown corner. You know, things could turn around quickly. If guys like that and some of these other young pups turn into what they should and the replacements that we made earlier turn out to be what we hope, which is like, Hey, we get rid of Justin Coleman and we get a slot that can actually cover people and can tackle. Like that'd be nice. You know what I mean? I, I think that's where the team could improve is have a couple of young guys come along as well as a couple minuses turn into big time pluses.
0: Yeah. And again, I, I hate to keep saying that I agree with you, but I agree with you there. It's, it's a bit a big part of it has to be that a lot of people need to step it up because obviously we we can't cut 52 names off of a list you know what i mean it's just it's not possible so there's there's a few names that it's like yeah you're gonna stay but if you don't step it up as much as i talk a few of them up now i we might be back a year later where they're getting the same buy treatment that i was given out earlier
1: <laughs> yeah well uh, it'll be really interesting to see what they do um Any other names you want to throw out? Those are kind of just some of the basic ones. Uh, I, I didn't mention Corey Davis, but I know a lot of people have heard of him. A lot of homers here in Michigan. Oh, he went to Western. Let's bring him back. Like Corey Davis had a lot of draft pedigree. He hasn't really performed. He showed some glimpses last year, but this is not a guy that I would be paying, you know, 12 to 15 million bucks a year to come be my number one. But if you want to come back here and be a piece of the puzzle at a decent number, I'd consider it. So those are kind of the main names I put just on the surface here. We'll get into it more as we get going. Was there anybody else you wanted to throw out there before we uh, close up the show here?
0: Well, uh, not really, just, just because they... Uh... They can't really afford to. I mean, there's there's some names that I can throw out there that, that might generate a couple of clicks or get people excited. But at the end of the day, I don't think they're moves that they're going to make. I mean, the yeah. most exciting would be to maybe bring Everson Griffin back for another year just to see. But, I mean, outside of that, I, I would honestly prefer if they just kind of remained neutral, picking up some, some cheaper names that can – fill a couple of spots so we can build over the course of the year. I mean, there's a reason that the, you know, the majority of the staff got a bunch of six year contracts. So I, I'm not looking to go from worst to first this year. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, they got to build it. Right. I'm right there with you. So let's just say this, we we're going to kind of talk about this, but we're going to go ahead and close up the Kool-Aid cast for this week. But he, here's my word of the day for what the Detroit lions needs to do. And it's the word Prudent. P R U D E N T, I believe is how it's spelled. I'm not a spelling whiz, but that sounds about right. You got to be prudent. And that means you got to be strategic. You got to be smart. You got to be a little bit cautious when it comes to what they do with their dollars and cents, their team building. Is it really time to take a couple swings? Is it not? But here's the catch 22 also. Lions fans, we do not want to go into 2021 and see horrible football, especially on defense. We don't want to see guys on the offensive side of the ball that we're hanging our hat on not be able to produce or be focused on because we don't have any other weapons around them so I think Brad Holmes and company their their biggest thing is going to be how do you be prudent and how do you put a pretty exciting fun to watch product on the field and in my opinion you do that through the draft which they continue to say you do that with young talent you do that with guys that maybe haven't shown it yet but they're hard workers they have grit they have football character those are other buzzwords you're hearing a lot from the allen park headquarters you need guys that want to win care about winning care about teammates have talent have special skills whether it be speed athleticism just a, a, a nose for the football That's where I'm at, Aaron, is they need to be prudent and they also need to find some of that excitement factor, even if it's just the way they play. We want to see juice. We want to see emotion. We want to see fun football on offense and defense. And whatever comes when it comes to wins and losses is fine as long as we see the building blocks being put in place. So the draft free agency will be important to see you know good players but it's not gonna make or break when it comes to oh 2021 we gotta do this that or the other but we do need to see some other things so we do not go through a third or fourth season here in a row of just really poor football on both sides
0: 734 percent. go out there and play like you got a chip on your shoulder that's that's what i want to see go out there and act like you're the best. Even, even if you you're not necessarily doing everything right go out there and, and play like you've Got the intention to do absolutely everything right because eventually if you think you're the best and you work like you're you're the best and you're working to be the best eventually you could be the best i mean some of these people on our team currently that are hopefully gone that might not apply to but some of these younger names i'm actually excited about exactly and i'm not conceding w's
1: i'm trying to uh see what they do each step of the way trying to be positive trying to get behind this new regime and i think campbell Deuce. uh, Aaron Glenn and company are going to have this team ready to rock and roll and know that the talent isn't with the upper echelon teams. You're telling me there isn't a reason that we can't deal with Chicago? You're telling me we can't get after Kirk Cousins and the Vikings twice a year? You're telling me we can't beat some of these lower end teams on our schedule? Yeah, we can compete every Sunday at whatever level, but like you said, chip on the shoulder, juice, excitement, young, fresh players, guys that we can say, man, that guy's going to be a beast in like two years. Just let him get season and let's get some people around them so Aaron your second time on the show I think you tore it up I had a bunch of fun talking free agency with you before we know it we're gonna be knee deep in free agency and see what the Lions actually do and they'll be even closer to the draft Friday next time we have you on so man so much to talk about with the Lions I appreciate you coming on let me pour you one more glass before you get up out of here
0: drink it in appreciate you having me man I, I i love being on and uh more than happy to come on anytime you need me
1: you can find Aaron on Twitter at the AB Couch Coach. You can He'll be serving up Detroit Kool-Aid all day, every day, as well as we're going to have Logan and deer back on, my guy Joey. We've got all types of things going on here with the Kool-Aid cast. Excited for the Lions, rebuilding this team, new players, new moxie, new excitement, 2021 and beyond. Everybody, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. We'll catch you later right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out.
0: Back to back, start to play. This game is over. It is over! What a comeback by the Lions! Drink it in, man!